0: G'day everyone and welcome to Inside NBA. I am your host Matty G. Also at NBAGWiz, you can like and follow me on Twitter and on all of the social things. Today is a very special podcast once a month at Inside NBA. We just want to bring people together in the NBA fantasy community. Absolute legends, the brains trust of Dan Titus, Josh Lloyd, and Adam King. Join me right after this. We've had a great chat. We've taken some of your questions. We've hot guys, cold guys to start the season, where you can get some value back, some injury news that's popped up during the pod, and we play fake GM where I absolutely get torched and my luck ran out. You'll find out what that is right after this. Have a listen. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day and welcome to Insight MBA Fantasy Jam Session. We're going to do this once a month and get a whole bunch of just brains trust kind of guys in the room. The guy who is from the West Coast of America and who was traded there because of their chicken wings. Nothing to do with the clubs that are involved in the Bay City area. One
1: Mr. Dan Titus. Good morning, Dan. What's up, Matt? Good to see you, man. And uh, great to be joined by three Australians. I know there's a question that we had is like, are you guys the best analysts out there? I think it's a fair <laughs> question. Yes,
0: We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'll ask that question from a listener of you, a beautiful young lady who's a Celtics fan. uh, Casey Mitchell. Why are Aussie analysts the the best? Well, you can answer that one for us later. Uh, Thanks one. Talking about one of the best Aussie analysts out there. He is the head of Basketball Monster. Locked on. He is a genius when it comes to this stuff and he knows a whole bunch of things about life. Josh Lloyd.
2: Hello, guys. Welcome. Oh, not welcome. Hello. Welcome to me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. How are you? Yeah, welcome. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm all out of whack.
0: It's one of those ones. That it's it's like that. It's when you're a guest oh, on the show, you can I sit know. back and take...
2: I know. But you sit here and it's like, hey, I'm ready to do this. And it's like, hey, I'm not actually hosting this thing. So, hey, hello. It's good to be here.
0: <laughs> Hi, and welcome. And welcome to you, Mr. Adam King. We know him as Kingy. Mate, how are you? Back from Tripping the Light Fantastic in America. How is your sojourn to some NBA games?
3: Uh, it was it was good. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't see a lot of close games. A lot of them were blowouts. Um, but as I mentioned to Dan when I was on with him uh, a couple of days ago, in Boston, it was the the game where the Celtics beat the Pacers by 50. And I think the crowd was actually louder in the last quarter when Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard were going off than they were to start the game. So no one left uh, in Boston, whereas in, in New Orleans and Indiana, the, the, the arena's emptied out pretty quickly. Uh, as soon as the game was done. so um, yeah, very different but but still a, a really good experience.
0: Were you disappointed with the uh, the blowout?
3: Oh look, some of them would have been good to have some close games. Um, I yeah. enjoyed the Boston one because it, it was fun, the crowd made it fun but um, yeah we, I mean we stayed till the end of every game because we we paid good money and actually what surprised me was the amount of people that turned up to games late. Like we would be sitting there, and then people are just rocking at halftime. I, I thought you paid a hundred bucks for these tickets, and you're going to watch thirty minutes, and then people would just leave at three quarter time, and or, or go off somewhere, and then come back twenty minutes later. It was it was odd. I don't know where all these people were going.
0: So Dan, have you made it to any NBA games live this season so far?
1: Um, not live. Um, I'm actually going to go to Monday's uh, Warriors Houston Rockets game. I'm pretty excited for that. Just got. The word that maybe Steph Curry is coming back for Saturday's game. So it'd be nice to see at least some of their starting lineup back by then. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that, Kingy, because I think one of the things that I've noticed, especially in the Bay Area, um, once the Warriors moved from Oracle Arena to the Chase Center, it seems like the fan base became way more corporate. So you'll see a lot more people dipping out way earlier than you would normally mm-hmm. expect. Like the We Believe era of the Warriors is like long gone, it seems like, at least from a fan base standpoint. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like. I mean, it was very different depending on where we were.
3: But um, yeah, it was just because for me. I mean, if I paid money to go and watch a, an yeah, event, I'm staying. until uh, <laughs> the end. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's it. Was it was an experience.
0: Well, you're hot out the gates and back into doing pods the second you dropped in. So let's talk about guys who have been absolutely hot out the gate to come in for the season.
1: Pull over by this hot guy and let me out.
0: Yeah, the hot guys have started the season really, really well. Uh, Josh, mate, who's your hair? It's just bolted from the gates for you the second the season's dropped.
2: Yeah, well, there are a few, obviously, that are off to the hot starts and you see a lot of this stuff that that ends up being unsustainable and they pull back to the pack. And you're seeing that a little bit, but let's – yeah, you know, I, I would say that, that Scotty Barnes has started out pretty pretty hot. Like, I don't think anyone saw this level of production from him um, beginning this season. It has started to cool off a little bit, but that's been a, an absolute red hot start for Barnes, who's got to be uh, in prime position, I would say, for, or at least in the top three for most improved players with the way that he started the year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dan, actually, you tweeted out something I took a screenshot of to read to you today about Barnes because he factors into something we're doing with fake GM later on. Only three players in NBA history have averaged at least twenty points, nine rebounds, five assists, one point five steals, and one point five blocks: Boogie Cousins, Kevin Garnett, and Mr. Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mate, who has been
1: one of your guys? Obviously, you've been high on Barnesy to tweet that out. Anyone else that you reckon's just jumped out the gate? Um, so one of the guys I was really keen in on and didn't get enough shares of was Alperen Sengun. Um, right now, he's a top fifty guy, and um, I think it's really the assists. Like, I think everyone last year was like. Steven Silas, play through Alper and Shingun. It'll be good for you. And now look what they're doing. Um, averaging six assists. Like that's awesome. Would love to see him shoot a little bit better from the free throw line, but um, I like what I've seen thus far, man. I think he's only gonna get better. So um I think it bodes well that Houston's playing well offensively and on the defensive end. And I know that he was supposed to be a liability, but he seems like he's holding his he's holding it down now. So um feel good about Alper and Shingun rest of the season.
0: Yeah, you said that before the season in a chat that we had as well. That you were really looking forward to seeing what he was going to be mm-hmm. doing. So, vindication for Shengou, yeah, uh, Kingy. <laughs> what about you, mate? Who's who's your hair out the blocks?
3: Uh, look, he, he, a few guys, um, and yeah, like I guess it, it depends on what our expectations were coming into the season as well. Because I, I could say someone like an Anthony Davis, but because I think he's been really good. But we saw this last year; he was number one player for for quite a while till he got injured. So. Um, I I actually think that Chet Holmgren has blown a lot of people away with with what he's yeah. been able to do. I think we were we were pretty reasonably high on him anyway. Um yeah. but he's I mean both him and Wemby have looked really good, but I think Chet just his efficiency has has been uh refreshing. I think we thought both of them were going to be guys that would struggle uh to hit their shots and be taking sort of ill-advised three-pointers, that sort of thing, which I think Wemby has, but Chet just having that build around him, the talent, that sort of thing, he can be a bit more selective with his shots. And and he's putting up, I think he's probably top 20, uh, yep. 15th in nine cat. So um, he's not doing anything outlandish for me. I, I think everything is sustainable. 2.2 uh, 2 blocks is, I, I think two blocks a game is very doable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I can see him sort of probably being a second rounder the rest of the season. I think there'll be, There'll be some dips and that sort of thing, but but he's been really impressive.
0: Yeah, he has. Whereabouts do you have him currently ranked, Josh, in your rankings? you have him above Wembenyama?
2: Um, well, for the season, currently, yes. Uh, rest yeah. of season, I think they're pretty close to each other. Um, I'll just double-check that. Yeah, I've got look, Chetty's top 20 um, on the season, and Vic is a little bit below that. But where do I have them projected out? I think I've got Wembenyama was- higher, here. Yeah. A little bit higher,
0: yeah. Because I've got, I've got. I was really happy that people really moved on when Benyama. I think in drafts he was going in the second round after the preseason. People were jumping on Vic like really aggressively. Like I saw him go as in the thirteenth pick. I think was the highest that I saw him go. So when I saw Chet dropping into the fourth round, I was like, that's a that's a nice little pickup. And obviously he's returned that value at the end of it. But there's been guys that have had slow starts to the season, Josh. Who would be your tortoise if those blokes are the hairs? Who would be your slow start? Candidate number one, just someone who's been really frustrating for you. Uh
2: oh, Jordan Paul. <laughs> okay, okay. yeah. how,
0: how do you go a different
2: direction than, than Paul, honestly? Because um yeah, I was pretty excited to see what he would do, assuming that he would be good still, but he's not. And there's just so many things that, that are different from his game than what it was in Golden State. He doesn't get to the line at all anymore um his usage is well below kyle kuzma which again don't really understand how that happened he's playing few minutes that he did coming off the bench in golden state he's not passing he's hitting 15 percent fewer of his free throws Like none of that stuff makes any sense to me versus like what he should have been able to do uh on this team even if you were cautious about his shooting and you should have been because he was going to jack up a lot of shots he's not even jacking up a lot of shots his usage isn't even high he's not handling the ball he's not getting to the free throw line he's not hitting free throws um he's just completely different to what he's been the last two seasons. And when we thought that he would get more minutes and get more looks, it's just gone the opposite way. And, and yeah, yeah, screw screwed it up. And I don't know why it's happened.
0: No, look, and the Washington Wizards are just shithouse. And so you'd think that in a team honestly one of the worst teams I've ever seen play. Like they are just disgraceful. I tried to I look I tried to watch I tried to watch them the other day just because I wanted to see Bilal get out there and have some run. I, I, I wanted yeah. I wanted to see it. Kuzma has been – look, he's been impressive. Like we, we did say before the season, we wouldn't be surprised if he was the guy. He was more tenured in the team. But they had a pathway to be okay-ish. Yeah, but this dead. bad, like this bad is disgusting. Like it's just yeah. gross basketball.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it, look, It's, it's terrible.
0: It. And
2: you're right. They, they, they are, they're not trying to win. We know that. But there are ways to do that without just – uh alienating your fan base and even the players that you've got there who are going to be there a while the guys that you just signed to um contracts or just traded for like you're going to have to try and figure out a way that they're a part of things or what not know they trade them later on it's just a, it's a very weird way of um of running things and deliberately being um aggressively non-competitive
0: yeah 100% dan you tortoisey.
1: um so yeah, since I'm in the bay, I might as well mention Andrew Wiggins, but I guess I could throw in Klay Thompson too. I think it's just everybody that's not Steph Curry, pretty much at this yeah. point on the Warriors. Um, but I think Wiggins is probably the most alarming just because you know his volume is down. Um, yeah. he's not getting really any stocks, his rebounds are you know beneath four. Like this is not the the Andrew Wiggins we expect. I'm not you no. you're not spending a high draft pick on him, like he's a mid-round pick, but it's still he's a drop right now in fantasy basketball, which I don't think anyone expected at this point. Um, I felt like this is the time that he could turn it around. He looked a little bit better yesterday, but like not enough confidence. I'm like, okay, when Steph comes back and Dre comes back, he's going to be back to normal. I don't, I don't know that I see that. And I think the same goes for clay. Like he just looks a step slower than he did look last year. Um, Yeah. I'd be concerned if I had either of those two guys.
0: I think things are in their head. I don't know what's going on in the Bay area to be fair, but clay's looking cooked. This whole contract thing, I think, has just really done his head in yeah. as well. Like, this is a guy who's been like he's been a warrior. Like he, like Steph, the Splash Brothers, you you would hope would be tenured to be warriors for life, but there just seems to be something in the water over in Golden State the last couple of seasons where even their their guys again with tenure just don't everything's going sideways in this Warriors dynasty of the core group, and you can see Clay gone at the end of this season again. Like Paul this season, like you mentioned, Lloyd, he's he's out there. I don't know. There's something going on in Golden. There's something going on in the water, and it's not going well so far. And those are two prob- – those would, guys would be on my list as well. What about you, Kingy? Who's your Who's your tortoise?
3: Uh, well, I mean, I like both those names, or all three of those names, uh, Paul, Clay, and and uh, Wiggins. But I'm going to go with the guy that's – he's injured at the moment. So, I mean, maybe we give him a bit of leeway, but that's Walker Kessler. Um I I didn't get him anywhere cuz I, cuz I thought he was going slightly too high. Um
0: Don't don't. I'm yeah. I, I own him in a couple of leagues. It's just it's killing me.
3: <laughs> so t- he like I think people I mean he was getting talked up. God, if you talk to Alex Raclean he was probably oh. he, he saw him as like a top 30 player. And look, I mean the 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 foundation was there, but he this season I mean I pulled up his his uh his game log. He hasn't played for a few games obviously there uh, he's got that elbow thing going on. But um, the minutes for me, like, I think that was the question. Is is he going to play 22 minutes or is he going to play closer to 30? And I think we thought it would be closer to 30 based on what we saw, what we knew about the team. And it hasn't been the case. Uh, he's been down under 20 uh, in, in one game and, and the blocks haven't been there. To his credit, he did look better before the injury. So he did... He was starting to get those uh, block numbers back up. Um, the rebounds were looking a bit better. It's just offensively, he didn't look a threat at all. And I, I don't know whether Dan or, or or Matt or Josh. I don't know whether you had any insight with this elbow injury because it happened when I was in the states, so I was I was really only watching the ESPN games, so I didn't see a lot of the Utah games was the was the injury an acute injury was it something that happened or was it just no. something that built up because no. if it was was had he been dealing with this since yes he since had. The, his time with the yeah. US team so was that impacting what he could do no it was since the apparently it was since Open. game
2: one that something happened yeah, yeah but okay. I, I didn't see what happened but that that was the that's the talk on it
0: okay. and being True. an owner I was watching him real carefully because I was like what's what's he didn't seem aggressive like this was a guy who finishes around the rim. With, look, I'll say elite. I'll say he was just a big guy. He likes to, he likes those offensive rebounds. He puts them back up. A lot of his, you know, his bread and butter is rebounds, putting the ball back in. He had a very high and effective field goal percentage. Utah just seemed as well as intent on stretching the floor with him in a corner, jacking up corner threes. Corner three. It's like just watching the 2K version where you put extra, you know, points <laughs> onto your build of uh, Walker Kessler just to give him some stretch. But, you know, the UCL, it, does, it comes with clumsiness, a loss of function in your arm. But his hands looked weak, so I guess the symptoms were showing in the game because he just seemed weak. He just didn't seem to be aggressive towards the bucket, and it came out in his game. And yeah, there was a couple of nice ones in there, but overall, he just seemed really, really hesitant and gun shy. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I think if you're rostering red, him, if you're rostering him, you just hold him. Like obviously, don't try and trade him because let's see what he looks like when he does come back. Maybe, maybe he's over that injury and he looks more like the player he, he was last season. But uh, yeah, it was pretty concerning just the the fact that. Um, the minutes were so far down. He wasn't looking to score. Um, the yeah. block numbers were down. So it was, yeah, a bit disappointing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because, like, <clears throat> it seems like he's still getting, like, he's actually shooting more shots than he did last year. But, like, yeah. his efficiency is just down, right? Like, if you look at his his shot chart, I mean, he's only converting 50% of his layups, whereas he was at, like, 65% last year. So I think it has, definitely has to do with his injury. Um, and I think you're right with the clumsiness and, you know, maybe being be not being able to get those the touch that he usually had or that we saw last year, um, certainly if, certainly impacting his game. But again, you could just I wouldn't... see his
0: face; he was visibly frustrated. He was like the guy was visibly frustrated, like with himself. So hopefully, it bounced back for him. I'm hoping that because I still own him in a couple of leagues and I've got him in an IL spot. Uh, I'll put my one out there because this goes to the comment uh, about you said Dan about we could could call a pod three blokes and a brother um, because of all the. Uh, and we always say, "Oh, you Aussie analysts are always high on your Aussie blokes. Like you pump them up so much." Look, Josh Giddy for me has been a bit of a disappointment this season. To be fair, I'm, I'm his efficiency's down, hesitant to shoot as always. It showed in the World Cup, but the lack of rebounding there, the lack of defensive stats, and the hot turnovers creeping up for him this season. I'm, I just haven't seen it coalesce. I'm hearing rumblings as well that if OKC decides to move as well, and they really want to push themselves this season. The Josh Giddy could be one of the names that they throw out there in a, as a potential trade. Obviously, a friendly rookie scale contract. For me, Gids hasn't been standing out because where you invested your pick to get him, he's not giving you that return right now. He's been look. He just seems disconnected as well from the team. Like he doesn't seem to be having that enjoyment of running with this unit that he usually does, and it's concerning. I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Gids. I yeah, think it's fair.
2: Okay. I, I think you should be like. Uh, yeah, I was not. Particularly high on him this season, but it's like, he's been okay, he's been better. But I think if you're expecting like a big,
0: big ascension from him, it's probably not going to happen this season, would be my guess. Yeah, 100%. We've got some mailbag questions, so we did promise we would get into these ones for the day. So I'll start it off with this one because it's very, very timely. First question is from Filthy IFS for you. No, I'm not going to give it. We'll say I'll save Skitty's question to the end. I've got one from a viewer, uh, Miko Jasildo. I don't want to say that wrong or very fast. What can we realistically expect from Miles Bridges this season? It's timely today. He is back in the lineup. He is playing. It is all systems go. Uh, Josh, you, Bridges, what are your thoughts apart from a ship bloke?
2: Um, yeah, look, what do I expect? It's, it's so hard to know. He hasn't played for, you know, since what, April 2022. So we're like okay. 18 months removed since he's played uh, an NBA game. He was really, really good in that season, but I think, there's a little bit of clouding with that. He started out really strong and he did fade towards the end of that season. And he wasn't quite as good at the end there. It's still pretty crowded there. Like there's there's Haywood, there's Washington. They drafted Brandon Miller. They currently aren't invested in Midbridges for the future. He's unrestricted free agent after this season. They apparently, well, they, they still brought him back, but there was no long-term contract there. So I don't really know. Like he he should, if, if you don't care about any of the, you know, um, women bashing stuff, then he should be on a roster. There's no problem with that. He's going to play, but does he have that 36 minute upside that he played in that season two years ago? I highly doubt that he gets there. I think he'll be a top 100 player, but
0: I think a repeat of what he did in that year is probably not likely. Dan, let's play the game. I think you touched on it there, Josh, Dan, true or false? Miles Bridges could be a
1: top 50 player by the end of this season. No, I think that's too high. Um, I think or Josh false, is top 75 right. top 75 no I, I think Josh is spot on with top 100 um yeah you know looking at those minutes like you know this the season prior so 21 22 playing 36 minutes is certainly what propelled him to average 20.7 rebounds for dimes if he moves to yeah. like you know high 20s low 30s I mean I think you could be looking at a, a top 100 guy um and you know, we don't really know, understand the expectations here, right? Like PJ Washington's yeah. playing. All right. Gordon Hayward's playing. All right. They still want to get Brandon Miller into the fold. So like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition for minutes in that front court that I feel like miles will still, you know, get his fair shake, but I want to be, I, w- I would temper expectations for it. And it's not going to be the 21, 22 version of him that we got.
0: Yeah. King, you're about the same on that one.
3: Yeah. Look, I, I, f- Think he I think he could be top 75, but chances of him getting there aren't great. Um it will yeah, I mean, as Josh said, we we just don't know how they view him and how they want to use him. Um Rosie is out at the moment, but he's getting close yeah. to coming back. Haywood, I think, is questionable maybe for for the next for today's game with a hamstring. So no, that straight away we go, is he playing? Have they that, said yeah, if he's playing? They're all playing, yeah. but him and Miller <laughs> are all all playing and starting. Okay, so so Bridges will come off the bench. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we know what he can do, but it's yeah. Are they are they are they going to play him ahead of Miller? Like give him minutes to close ahead of Miller? We just don't know. So I think it's it's hard to to project too accurately. But as Josh said, if 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 you don't care, if you, if you can look beyond the off court stuff, he should be rostered. Uh, I think I picked him up in two or three leagues and just put him straight in my IR spot when when we got word that he was coming back. Uh, whether we agree with it or not, um, we're here to talk about fantasy. And, and from a fantasy perspective, he, yeah. he should be rostered.
0: It's the separation of church and state. Like at the end of the day, if you're in it to win your league and you've got that spot, you've just got to put your line in the sand and be like, I'm not looking for that one. In the 2021 season... He finished up on hashtag basketball as the 88th ranked player playing 29.4 minutes a night on 66 games. So if he plays the rest of the season, he comes down. Yeah, Josh, I reckon you're spot on, mate. He's, he's probably flirting in that 90s value or very end. And, and again, efficient from the field, efficient from the line, 1.8 threes, 12 points, six rebounds, two assists, uh, and almost a block again, 0.8 there and 1.6 turnovers. So, that's obviously a player that you want on your team, but yeah, he's going to be falling. I think that's probably where my expectations realistically would be to fall back into that 2021 20, Miles Bridges before this breakout that he had the year after one. Uh, next question on the list one here. One this is direct advice, and we don't know their league, and it's always hard one like this. So Kingy, I'll give you the hard one. Here we go. Is Tyus Jones a drop for Kula Ballet? Now it's for a 12-team head-to-head, nine cat redraft league. The rest of squad, Fred Van Fleet. Suggs, Poole, Maxi, Levine. God, you've, you've loaded up on guards. Bain, Kawhi, Zion, Grant, Zach Collins, Vooch, Scoot, and Durin.
3: Uh, oh, Look, it's a, it's a tough call. It is it is going to be a little bit stat dependent because if, if you've got Koulibaly on your team, it's re- you're really just looking at defence. Steals, um, his offence is so raw. Um I'm I'm not that high on him. Um, although Tyus Jones has been pretty disappointing as well. With that team that you read out there, I remember it sounded like they were pretty locked in in assists. Uh with yeah, very locked with, in on assists. Fred yeah. Van Suggs, Pool, Maxi, like Levine. There's it's really guard headed. Pretty good in steals though, as well, actually. So um yeah. I'd probably still prefer Tyus at the moment, but in a month that might be a different answer. Because I think, well. I would say the Wizards are going to get to a point where they're just not going to be trying and they're going to be giving these guys. But I think I think we're already there. I think we're already reached <laughs> that point where the Wizards aren't trying and, and they're giving young yep. guys minutes. So I think, uh, yeah, Tyus Jones has been pretty disappointing um, along with a lot of the Wizards guys. So I think if you for right now, I'd probably go Tyus Jones. But in a month, six weeks, maybe even two weeks, maybe Koulibaly would be the answer there. Dan, Josh, are you with him
1: or would you drop uh, drop ties and pick up Kulabali? Yeah, I think it's pretty easy just based off of the amount of guards you listed off. Like I would I would take a flyer yeah. on Balau. Um, especially yeah. with Tyus isn't playing very well. Um, go lock in steals and uh Bilal also gives you rebounds, his minutes are trending up. Like, I would I would definitely drop Tyus based off that team construction.
2: Nice. Josh, thoughts? Um look from hearing that team if Tyus is your worst player then what are you doing like you yeah. can you can move on yeah. for anyone it doesn't have to be Bilal, right you can just yeah. use that spot for whatever yeah. but it seemed to me like obviously scoots there and he's worse but he's injured so I'm assuming he's in an injured slot so Tys is your worst active player move on like yeah. you're not what are you what are you losing here in this situation it, it doesn't even I don't even care whether it's Bilal or not like anyone else can be sort of slotted in there and you just rotate that through for different players
0: yeah, there you go, Ernest. Well, I think yeah, drop him, get him out of there, and bring in the streaming slot. Next question up: What has been your favorite team name that you've seen in fantasy this season, Josh? Have you like I think just around the league, even looking at or Dan, if there's any leagues that you're in, what has been the most fun team names that you have seen around? Everyone's looking through their leagues really, really quickly. Uh, anyone can jump in and do that one, Josh. You can.
2: I can tell you, like, I'm not a big fan of the, like, oh, this player's on my team, so let's yeah, throw a pun name on a player for my team name. I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I'm pretty curmudgeonly. Yeah. I try and choose the most random players, uh, or not random players, random names for my team. So, like, I can only go by my teams. Like, one, I've got one team that's called Peter Russell Clark's Big Fellas. I've got another one that's hey. called Democracy. Democracy Manifest. I've got uh, Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. Like I just go to stupid shit. So that's that, that's that's what I do. Like I don't like a, like, like here's my place. So I'm going to do like you know uh, curry on my balls because I've got Lamelo and Steph. Like all right, cool. Got like I, I don't go with that sort of stuff. So I just try and find the most random stuff that, that I can. That um, actually here's one. It- yeah, speaking of uh, C- C- Casey Mitchell, he um he had put a uh, it- itty bitty giddy committee. I actually don't mind that one. That's, yeah, uh, that, that one goes all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was all right. Can I actually is that one your one Peter Russell Clark? I actually love that name. I was looking through the FBI. That's in the that's in the FBI league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. yeah. I was scrolling through that the other day and I saw that and I was like, Peter, a Russell, a Clark. Like that was just Here's a deep shoes. Australian. Yeah, yeah, that's I very that's, deep that's, Australian that's, memory. That was great.
2: the most the most random stuff that I can find to put in. okay just that's that's all I do just to get people
3: confused. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Good,
0: good, deep cut. What about you, Kingy? Anyone that you've stood
3: out for the season? Uh, the Peter Russell Clark one I, I love because it's yeah. a very Aussie one, though. Like, I think anyone outside of Australia announced like older or younger
1: than. Yeah, I, say, I have no idea what that is. This, <laughs>
0: imagine, imagine, imagine the kind of mustache that Josh has right now. Fluff that out yeah. with the beard and Jimmy Butler's like hair from the like, press day. Uh,
1: emo do. It, like yeah, kind yeah. of like
0: that, just flowing kind of grayish, wearing an apron and just loving, this is gorgeous. This is Australian. This is Australian. And he had a smile a, under the mustache, I'm assuming, every chef. single time. He, yeah.
3: He's, yeah, a, he's chef. a chef. He's a chef,
2: yeah. right? So Dan, yeah. and then lucky like, he'd, he'd work for like the cheese board and he'd advertise cheese and he'd do all these things. <laughs> oh, yeah, grab the cheese. But then there's this video that surfaced about five years ago, right, of these YouTube oh, no. outtakes of all these commercials. And it's like he's doing it and he says like, yeah, grab the cheese. You fucking bastards! And it's just all just. <laughs> and if the guy that's like the the happiest, like most smiling guy, it's like, yeah, get this into you, fucking dickheads. It's, a, it's all he's doing. It's yeah, I gotta find it. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta find it.
0: <laughs> yeah, please said that. Please said that. He was and he was like well liked. He was like the Oprah yeah. Winfrey of Australian yeah, chef of TV. Like everyone drafts, like loved a, him.
1: The bloke. <laughs> no, no oh, everyone he's, loved this. Oh, okay. everyone oh, okay. loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, welcome so to life in, all in Australia.
0: Thing. We we don't wear yeah. shoes to the supermarket, and you could call someone up and say, "Get this fucking India," and just like, "Oh, okay, yes, I will, sir." Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. His show was called "Come and Get It" with Peter Russell Clark. Uh, yeah. And there was a theme song. There's, there's everything. There's all Come. Them. get it. Yeah, oh my God. So, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's great. And it was
0: animated too. And it's like Peter, yeah.
3: get a Russell, get yeah. a Clark. Yeah. Uh, so my my wife just walked past and 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 they know we're talking about Peter Russell Clark on a fantasy basketball podcast. Um I'm gonna go on a YouTube oh, bit. Yeah, now. go and find it. So no, so I I love that name because just it's yep. obvious and for my teammates, I just use like if I'm watching a TV show or like a movie, so one of my leagues I'm called Shitbreak because I love American Pie. Um in another one I named it Fudge Bushes after my incident in Boston on the toilet. Um Would you like to recap so,
0: that for the listeners and viewers today? Uh,
3: <laughs> just No, look, I ate some interesting mushrooms and it didn't end well uh in a in a subway bathroom underneath TD Garden. So it's uh yeah, it, it, it's not a, a story that we need to go into too much detail about. Um That's all the detail but, we <laughs> need.
1: That's, that's all, all I, I do. Which is a great name to support that, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is, and that—that's all I do with my team names. Um, I'm called uh, another team name I've had for quite a while is Fake Chow. If you've watched, um, oh, what's the movie called? Oh, uh, um, Hall
1: Pass. Hall, Hall Pass. Pass. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I love that movie as well. Great so I, I've called my my team Fake Chow. Um, so, yeah, I just go with that. But the Peter Russell Clark one, I think, is yeah, it takes me back yep. to my childhood.
0: Yeah, That's one of my favorites, like honestly. Jordan saw that in there. I was like, Who the f- that, obviously, an Australian punter because it's a worldwide <laughs> league. And I was like, this yeah. <laughs> so is pick the Aussie if you're going down the list in that way. What about you, Dan? Anyone's that have stood out for you this season?
1: Um, I, I tend to actually kind of like the puns if I hadn't seen them before. Um, I thought Harden the interruption was pretty good until he got traded, and yep. it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't really name my team names. I'm always boring. I don't do like because mostly I draft on Yahoo. So like it always gives you Dan's Dandy's squad or something. <laughs> um my my favorite, my favorite movie is The Wood, and there's a character oh. in it, his name is Lavinio. And so yeah. Yeah. I name my team Lavinio, and then I never I never have draft, I've never drafted Zach Levine, but I just like Lavinio. So um that's like my home league, like my my league that's been going for like 15 years. High, pretty high stakes now. So I actually give a yeah. shit about the name for that one. Everything else, I'm just like, oh, whatever.
3: Gee, the oh, wood, yes. just to shout out The Wood, man, that's arguably one of my favorite movies. All of those, The Best Man, Love and Basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah that, I love those movies. Omar Epps does good
1: right. basketball movies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much all Omar Epps does. Like, <laughs> I've got to be like, exactly. I think my favorite one that I guess that I, I mean, I would actually shout out. I've got it straight up, George. That was one of my ones that I was going to go for the Australian blokes. <laughs> I guess the only pun name that I've got this season is uh, in one of my teams. I said, drink the cooler barley." I guess is one of mine that's in your that's league. Good. Kingy put drink the cooler barley," but my like, just for me, there's been games. Uh, I came, I saw, I conquered, I think is one of the favorite pun team names that I, I like this one. And my deep cut basketball references, one in my friends and family league, just for me, it's called blue chips. Boys, it's that time. Let's get to it. We've got 15 minutes to go on this one. I promise we'll be out here in 45 minutes. This is what we're going to go to. A bit of a game called Fake GM. Now, Kingy, this is a little bit about like the preseason wheel of draft. What we did, everyone, before this pod today, everyone messaged in two guys. One guy who was basically their stud so far for the season, one dud for the season. And then I had to fill it out with different categories. And those categories, I decided to fill in like this. So the different categories we hear are waiver heroes. There's four guys on that have been heroes for the waiver wire. Because we're playing fake GM, there's also four guys here who called the bag getters. There's four guys who got the bag in the off season and has that return been worth it? So if you sign them as the GM, have they really returned that for you right now? And the last category is risky, frisky business. So there are four guys on here that you have to take at some point in the pod. These are the names that we have selected out here. We've got the guys that we saw in blue are the ones that we all thought were studs for the season. And we've touched on a couple of those. There's Scotty Barnes, Asar Thompson, Tyrese Halliburton, who I know that you're a big fan of Kingy, and Jalen Duran. The duds of the season so far, Triple J, Darius Garland, Chris Middleton, and Walker Kessler. The risky, frisky business guys, Zion, Kawhi, Beal, and Jamal Murray, with another hamstring injury, which could be lingering on, made the list. The guys who got the bag, Jeremy Grant. So we got Grant. We got Jalen Brown, Jakob Purtle, and Fred Van Leet. And the guys who have been on waivers for most of the season and still active on some guys' waivers now on Yahoo, on ESPN. We've got Derek Lively, Koulibaly. We've got Bogdan Bogdanovich and Keontae George, who has been one of the, I guess, the hottest pickups of late. Uh, I'm, to be fair, bloke, I... Can't find my little cup that I usually do. So we're going to have to paper, scissors, rock to see who goes first. There is some conditions of the draft though. I have got these little four slips here. Everyone has their name on a slip. These are the stern slips. You can veto a trade because every single one of us has to make one trade and you have to decide to trade your pick before we spin the wheel today, Kingy. So we can't do it afterwards. You have to take or trade when it comes to you. So you get a choice. You take that pick or you trade that pick and it can land on anyone. So, Obviously it chats over time and where you're going to go, but we'll get we'll get it moving on from that one. Are we ready to go? Paper scissors rock to start. We'll drop out people like all this right. one. We'll go we'll show on three. We'll do it old school style, ready? One, two, three. Show. Oh, bloody hell. We're all rocks. Oh,
3: so no, I'm you now. <laughs>
0: fourth. No, you're out. So you're drafting. You, so you get you get fourth. Uh, yep. Let's go to the, at the three of us. Ready? One, two, three. I, mean, I, I got scissors. Did you pull a gun, Dan? That's a kingy I was like, I all I can see was the top fingers. of it. I'm like, wait a second. That's <laughs> How do you play it in America?
1: Like, we don't. It's not... <laughs> it looks like we do. It's right with it this way, not this way.
0: Yeah. There we go. All right, we'll do it this way. So, you and me, Dan, for number one and two. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, bugger. Yeah, that was also
1: paper. One.
0: Yeah, that's also paper. There we go. One, two, three. This is great. Oh, man, come on. This is ridiculous. One, two, three. All right, there we go. Uh, you got me. All right, man, you get pick one. All right, here we go. So we'll put it up there nice and big. We've got the wheel up here. Dan, do you want to take or trade your first pick in this draft? I will take it. Let's find out who we're going to pin up. Give me Hallie. Ooh. All right, You've got well, Duran. Cool. Now, I like Duran. There you go. you got your center. Uh, who put Durin in as their hot guy? Who was that?
1: Uh, that was me. That was my guy. Oh, there we go. Um, that was so it. I was very high on Durin in the beginning of the season, and then he had to go sprain his ankle. But, I mean, he was performing as like a top 40 guy for as long as he was playing. And I'm still optimistic on it. Um, I wish we would get a little bit more information on the status of that injury. But for the most part, I think he's looked every much like a Dwight Howard light early on in the season. So can't wait till yeah. he comes back.
0: He's been impressive. Who, Josh, you were pretty – I've heard a couple points. You were really high at his potential this season as well, weren't you?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, because there were quite a few people who were, I guess, expecting a minute split between him and Bagley, and I was pretty like, no, that's definitely not happening, um, yeah. and he's going to play pretty strong minutes. Obviously, you can't predict an ankle injury, but, yeah, like he was a guy that I was pretty aggressively inside the top uh, 100 on. Um, yeah, not not as high as he's ended up so far, but, yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty big on
0: it. Yeah, first round value to begin the week as well, which was pretty insane. So it's my pick now. Uh, I will take my first pick. By the way, I should have said this beforehand. There was a roadblock. You can block someone's trade and take it for yourself, no matter what. I will say that, and I will say that one. I stuffed that up. So you can say like, if someone says take or trade, you can block them. You can be like, no, I'm going to take that pick. So you do have a block. Everyone gets one block as well. You can't use more than one block on this one. I will take this one. I will take my first pick. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, there, there fills my center spot. We each need one center at the end of the day, and I am now stuck with Jakob Purdle, who seems to be – does Darko hate this bloke?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's, I, I, I don't understand it, honestly.
0: I I have been absolutely grim. So let's get Duran out of there. He has been taken off the board. Uh, let's also take off our friend, uh, Mr. Purtle, off the board. You're going Jakob. And now we're back into it. Josh, would you like to take or trade your first pick? Uh, I'll take it. Yeah, great. So I got Pertle. Everyone's going to be happy now. Oh, fuck! <laughs> getting
1: some Fradley. real winners here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start off well. And we're going shit, mate. You uh, talk us through. You've been hearing some things in Phoenix that may, who m- less that this might be longer. He's been announced today, three weeks out at least. Yeah, it's it's not a surprise to me.
2: Like, I wish I knew this stuff in in the preseason, but I didn't. I I sort of saw it um, after about a game or so when every loud-mouthed NBA analyst was calling him soft for load managing game one. Uh, I did hear that there was this back injury that had occurred last season in Washington, and he may have uh, played through it to its detriment. And that has flared up now. So I was expecting this, especially once it flared up again the other day. I said, oh, this is not looking great. And I guess that this announcement of uh, reevaluating in three weeks backs that feeling up. I don't know how much longer, I don't know anything specific about it, but the back spasms things is not the exact same thing as I said today. I said it was a muscle strain, I believe, today. So that's you know, sort of changing the definition of that also is a little concerning. I, yeah, I'm, a, um, I'm quite worried about where this goes, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I've been a little bit, um, yeah, it's been in the short term and long term. Continue streaming Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen. Best advice for those people who are just wondering how to deal with the Beal injury. Yeah, like,
2: what else can you do? Like the, the problem with yeah. those guys is they seem to like alternate who has a good right. game, who doesn't. So in the end, yeah. like you pick one of them, but I couldn't tell you which one's going to be better on every night. Then Allen will go for twenty points, and then you grab him, and then Eric Gordon has twenty, and Allen has six. Like it, there's just no way of knowing how they're going to perform because that's who they are.
0: Yeah. Yes, and welcome to the emotional roller coaster. Just like you, welcome to the pod. There we go. Uh, Kingy, up for you, mate. Are you going to take or trade your first pick? Go on, take uh,
3: it. I'll t- I'll take it.
0: Go on. It can't be worse than ours. I mean, it could be. But- could it be? Uh, no. Yeah, That's a lot mm-hmm. better. Asar Thompson, mate, he has been having an absolute – talking about that beautiful girl, uh, Casey Mitchell. Uh, I remember doing a pod with him in the preseason, and he was very keen on saying, he like, I think it's that time now where you're going to have to jump in advance to get Asar. Kingy, what are you loving what you've seen from him?
3: Oh, everything i think i've got him in <clears throat> got him in four or four or five leagues um and, and i mean he's exceeded my expectations the scoring we knew that was going to be a bit up and down efficiency uh free throws have been surprisingly okay um i was a little bit worried about those but but they've been decent i think i'm just pulling up his numbers now 72% um on three attempts so so certainly not not killing you in that area but Defensively, he just looks—he looks ready. Like he he's yeah. he's preempting things. He's in passing lanes. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, as I said, exceeded what I thought he was going to do. And, and there was a bit of a question as whether he would start when Boyan Bogdanovic is healthy. What are they going to do? They have to start him. They can't take him out of this starting lineup now. Um, and so, yeah, he was my guy that I sent through as as the fast start to the season. So I'm I'm happy to get him.
0: How did you and bloody Dan, you bastards, getting, getting exactly who you wanted off the board? All right, Dan, yeah. back to you, mate. Are you going to take or trade this one? And we've got our center spot field, by the way. So we've got our um, center spot field. So are you going to take or trade this one? And who to? trade, you got I'm gonna who trade gonna?
1: this. I'm going to trade this one to Kingy. All
0: right. Now, do you want to use your stern and block this? That does count as your trade too. It does count as your trade.
3: Uh, it's, no, it does I'll, count as Dan's trade. No, I'll, I'll take it.
0: All right. All right. Here we yeah. go. Who's he going to get? So this one goes for Kingy. This ah, is? All right. Oh, the Risky oh, Business. Oh, yes. mm. Zion. Okay. Yeah. You've, you're stuck with it. You get no choice around <laughs> yeah. that one.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> look, he's, he's fine. He's been a bit underwhelming, but um, at least he's playing.
0: Are I you missed. any... He's playing pissed. Is, is there any concerns? Obviously he's going to get out and the new that he's just going to be a huffy the most huffy boy. Every time I am not happy. I'm not happy.
3: Uh, oh, there's a concern there, I suppose, um because we haven't we haven't seen enough from him to know either way. Um he, his career's been so disjointed and disrupted to this point. Um I'm not as worried about him in that regard, as I am someone like like a DeAndre Ayton, who I was pretty concerned with coming into the season about taking his ball and going home kind of thing. It looks like he's already doing that to some degree. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, look, no, I'm okay with Zion. Um, Actually pairing him and and Azar together is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, it fits fits a build. Uh, Look, I'm just a bit worried here as well. His career numbers are down, currently 51% Mm -hmm. from the field. Not it's bad, The Fury throw percentage is 59% you know, all both like career lows for him in that regard. So I'd just like to see more of it come back up and creep up. But the assist had been nice. The assist had been nice to start the season. So him. I'm going to take this one because I'm just hoping I don't get another dud. And I'm hoping for – I'm just – I don't want another dud. I just – my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping – oh, shit. No? Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Thanks problem, very man. much. <laughs> thank,
0: thank, thanks very much for putting this one in the ether. Um. <laughs> For us, Dan, this was your guy who's been disappointed. Why did you put him on your list as the disappointment to start the season for you?
1: Because, I mean, all signs are pointing to him being load managed to begin the season, and that hasn't changed. Yep. His minutes were down last year because he couldn't get right, and then he hurt himself, had surgery in the offseason. Like, I feel like we could have a Clay Thompson situation brewing here for, for, Chris, yep. for Chris Middleton. Um, and then plus, you get, you know, Damian Lillard in there. That's another 30% usage guy. He just didn't seem like he was going to have a good season relative to what we ex- we expected from him. You know, this was a top 50 player for for several years. And now that the injury bugs have hit him, like he's just not the same guy. So, you know, volume's going to be down. Assists are going to be down. Like he's just not a good he's not as good as a fantasy player relative to his ADP. So I, I was I don't have any Chris Milton. Haven't had any last year either. It's not a big fan.
0: Yeah, look, he used to be just safe. He used to just be safe and you'd be able yeah. to get away with him and your team and roll him out there. I called him Houses Middleton and Houses Harris. Two guys have been just safe as houses over the course of time. Yeah. And now this year, Tobias Harris has been a little mini mansion, Harris. And this is like your backyard Shack Middleton, which is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Josh, are you going to keep or trade the next one, mate? I will. I'll keep it. Better than Beal. Better than Beal. Better than Beal. Better than Beal. It's not.
2: Uh, there's not many other options. That are no, worse.
0: apart from salad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. Contract
0: that. guys in about him. He's coming along a little bit. Like obviously his field goal position. What, what do you like? And what do you, what do you think can be improvement for the season for Fred?
2: <clears throat> the, the, the thing that we're missing here is steals, right? He was one of the best steals yeah. guys in the NBA and they're just non-existent this season. And I'm not like, yes, is a Nick nurse system. Does that, your bump guys steals up? Yeah, it does. But he's also at, 0.6 steals, I really don't think that that's going to stay at that that low of a level. Um, everything else has been basically what you expect. Like, his shooting is bad, but we knew that. He's hitting his threes at a solid enough rate. He's hitting his free throws. He's getting big assist numbers. It's just that the steals aren't there, and that's really the differentiating factor from him being top 60 or being top 40. And Yeah, at some point, he's going to average more than half a steal a game. Like, that's not, I don't really have a concern with that. He's actually had two steals in his last three games after going three straight games with not getting one. So, I do think that it's going to come to a degree. It won't be last season's numbers, but um, it is going to improve in that area. So, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. And look, blocks wise as well, he's always one of these guards who can get in there and chip in a bit of a block a game. Not a block a game, but he can occasionally get you those blocks, which is nice. And people, oh, he's blocks it down. He's blocks it down. Well, if you look at his career, he's actually 0.4 blocks per game for his career. He just flashes them occasionally, and occasionally we'll get you two. He's at 0.3. So we can't exactly say that he's down on blocks, but I think there's a roadmap that his efficiency improves as they coalesce with the team because, look, his field goal percentage is down, career best, and obviously his three-point percentage down. His free throws are up, which is like that one. Uh, back to you then. Uh, Kingy, what are you going to do with this one, mate? Take or trade? Uh,
3: let's uh, let's trade. It's-
0: Oh, geez. Okay. Who are you going to?
3: I'm going to go to you.
0: Oh, bastard. Okay. Yeah. yeah th- thank you. Thank you. All right, one. Well, here we go. Oh. Please come on. We'll be see. Halliburton. Please be Halliburton. Oh, you son of a... I'm going to block it. No, nah, I've got my... I'm, I'm blocking it. I'm pulling my stern out. You're getting Kessler. That
1: sounds like what nah, Josh Prima that's is. my
0: stern. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm pulling out my stern. Oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. You're keeping Walker in uni as centre spot field kingy. I am not. I am not just going to be laboured with it a bunch of trash bags. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't. Look, I've got him in enough, mate. What's been? I think I'm leading the just really sad about him squad at this point in time because for me he's been like injured that first game and then the blocks weren't there as well. It explains it. I'm hoping I've I've stashed him, but mate, you've got to be disappointed if you were drafting him or if your name is Alex Raclean and thought he could be a top 30 bloke.
3: Yeah, like I said earlier, I think I think you're disappointed, but I think that trying to stay positive, you, you look at this elbow injury that if he did suffer it in that first game, that it was just lingering and, and was impacting his play. So short-term, yes, you've had to deal with him not producing and missing time, but if long-term that means that he's he's better and in two weeks, three weeks, he's back to where he was, Then then I think you have to just cop it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Back up to you, uh, Dan, next pick up off the board. Are you taking or trading it? Real quick, take or take, take or trade. Taking it.
1: Uh, Caliburn. Oh, Kawhi, Uh, so close.
0: It is. You're one away, away. Kawhi. Uh, Mate, news this week that he's been taking a bit of a backseat and that Ty Lue wants Paul George to be the aggressor. Are you concerned at all about Kawhi's role in this new Los Angeles Clippers team?
1: Uh, not, not particularly. Um, he's an efficiency guy. So, I mean, he's going to get 20 points. Um, the rebounds will probably be solid assists probably around four or five, eh, probably like four, um, defensively he helps you. So like, I feel like Kawhi Leonard doesn't do anything wrong. He just needs to play games. And so far he has, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm cool with having Kawhi Leonard.
0: I think Josh, you're one of the guys who've heard Bevo, Like, this is enough. We, we can't always just draft off past injuries for risk Mm -hmm. because when he's playing, he's like obviously a top 30 fantasy player, like top 20 fantasy player. You're always high on, do you high on flirting with risk? Or sometimes you just have to be risk aware or just risk adverse. It really just depends. Like You can't
2: be doing it with every pick, right? You've got to sort of pick yep. and choose your spots and, and where you're going to do it. So I'm all right with taking... Like I took Kawhi in round three in a few drafts, in others he was there and said, well, I've already done it too many times, so I'm not going to do it again, or I'm not going to yeah, back-to-back him with um, your Zion later on or something like that. Like I, It's all about trying to find the, the right spot and the right value. He, um, he doesn't look great at the moment, to be fair. Kawhi, I don't know what's actually going on. He just looks a little bit slow, and I don't know if that's just mm-hmm. the hard and situation or what it is but it is a little bit concerning where he is but I'm always going to have court like with injuries right the way that I look at it is I, I can't predict him. it's impossible you can't either no one can it's don't tell me that you can right because you can't but when can't. someone has an, an ongoing long-term degenerative problem you've that is a concern like if you are just consistently having the same injury happen that is that's where you start to go okay i am going to believe in this injury or i'm gonna you have this thing even zion's an interesting one like oh, yeah, people will tell me yeah, don't draft lamello he's injury prone like he played 75 games one season ago zion had a year where he played 61 out of 72 games like it can happen right not to say that they're not yeah. going to get hurt but anyone can get hurt at any point and i believe there was like i think there was 25 people who played 78 games last season and out of those guys this season In week two, like seven of them hadn't even played a single game this season or something like that because that's just what happens with these injuries. Back to Kawhi. Um, I'm more worried about how he looks on the court, honestly, not even about the injury.
0: I'm also worried about the minutes. He's playing almost 34 minutes a night right now in this team, which I was really surprised. The career high, uh, not three high, but they're shooting 42% from three is nice. The free throw percentage for him is down as well. But just the minutes, just, I think the more he plays, I'm, oh, I get more risk, agit, like anxious, like, oh God, it can happen at any time now. Hopefully it turns out. But again, we don't draft off that in the first place. And if you were like us, picking up Kawhi Leonard in the third round, you've got to be happy with how he's shaken up for the season. Uh, I am sick of taking my picks, but I am almost left with no choice at this point because I need someone decent and I'm going to have to try and take it and hope for one of the big boys. I'm hoping for Hallie or Barnsey. Oh yes, no. Oh, bitch. All right. He's on a heater. I'm happy with that one. I'm I'm happy with that one. He's on a heater. Look, I'm happy. I think he's been one of the guys who's available in a lot of leagues. Uh, He is an absolute waiver wire stud muffin this season to start off with. He fits in the hawk system. He's looking healthy and well. There's like the game-to-game thing. But Bogdan Bogdanovich has been one of my favorite waiver ads. If there's a Hawks back-to-back, if there's a – Situation where they play on a low volume day. There's a high volume day, and there's a low volume day. The last, last, like the game after that, the day after that. Oh, I'm absolutely looking at Bogdan. I'm happy with him. I'll, I'll, I'm happily keeping Bogdan. Uh, back to you there. Um, I think Joshy. I oh, oh, it's me. oh, Joshy. Oh, no, Joshy. Oh, oh no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you can. I'll give you the choice because I hit the button too early. Would you like to take or trade? Um. Uh, Jalen you know, Brown I mean, that's
2: that's all right he's fine I'll, I'll take him All right he's all right like what he's he... not he's not playing particularly well but he's also not playing particularly poorly I wouldn't say you've got gigantic concerns about Brown I wouldn't say you're supremely happy he's just sort of is floating through and being fine like I don't know how else to describe what he's done yeah, this he's been season fine. It, it's, it's been fine it's a drop from last season not a significant surprise there um yeah, he's just been fine. Like, I, there's just really not a lot to say about his game. It was always going to be a bit squishy with Porzingis coming in and then fitting right. Drew Holiday in, and that's exactly what's happened. And yeah, he's going to have big games. He's going to have bad games, and that, that's sort of where he's at.
0: Yeah, and he fits in. And if you, so you look, he fits nicely with your team: Beal, Fred Van Fleet, and Jalen Brown. You're still in need of a center to trade for, and so, uh, and so, no, that is it. So you're the only one who still needs to get a center off the books. On that one, and talking about centers, have you been impressed with KP's fit in the Celtics this season, and how they're looking in general? Oh, they look great. Like there's, yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to get they're going to get
2: cooked if they cop a couple long term injuries because their depth is yeah. pretty rotten. But oh, yeah, they they look great if they're full strength. I I don't. It's it's them in the East, surely. Like they look unstoppable oh, at
0: times, and look, yeah, yeah,
2: that's been everything's been a perfect fit.
0: And I guess it's Kingy. It's over to you. You've seen them in the flesh play. How impressed were you with Boston?
3: Very. They, they look, yeah, Porzingis is an ideal fit there. Um, we saw him doing some interviews after the game and another one of my friends went over and, and, um, recently and, and managed to actually go down to the pregame stuff and got some photos with Porzingis. Um, oh, nice. And he just said his demeanour is so, he's so relaxed and he just comes across in, in interviews and things like that just about how happy and how much he's enjoying his basketball and and i was reasonably high on him coming into the season i, I was happy to take him at, at around pick 30 um yeah. but, and I, I don't know what he's what he's ranked at the moment but i i think boston looked amazing and and as josh said if they if they get a couple of long-term injuries to to like a tatum or a brown they might struggle a little bit but i mean they beat philly the other night without Porzingis or jalen brown yeah. um yeah. And, and they're that was a surprise. That, I lost a parlay multi on that one. Yep. It was their, their depth is not great, um, but they they managed. Um, so they do need to stay healthy. Uh, but I think yeah, in terms of the East, it was sort of them and Milwaukee. It's now Boston. Like I don't I don't think yeah. the Bucks are in in that area yet. They they might get there, uh, but at the moment, it's Celtics pretty comfortably.
0: Yeah, Celtics and 76ers for me in the East. I'm just loving. i seeing <laughs> them, and that actually brings us to you for your pick right now, Kingy. Let's. Uh, are we taking or trading this one?
3: Uh, who's still on there? Uh, let There's
0: some good names on the board.
3: There are. There's also uh, some bad uh, names on the board. There are. Let's. Uh, let's take. I'll take my whatever I spin up.
0: You're the dud. Someone's dud, Darius Garland, mate.
3: He was my uh, dud.
0: He was your dud. So you've got your you've got your up and you've got your down. So there I is dud. some justice in this. There is some justice in this world. Uh why did you put him as your dud?
3: Oh, he's just been meh. He's been so boring and frustrating, and he's had injuries. I know that, but I was just hoping he'd take that next step and it, it hasn't come. He hasn't been bad, but he just hasn't he hasn't. Done anything to excite me to this point. It's Karis Levert is outplaying him, and that's concerning. Um, <laughs> yeah, so to me, he's just been really underwhelming. Uh, with everything, he's not the, the steal numbers are okay, but the assists aren't awesome. He's not hitting a lot of threes, scoring is down. Um, and the turnovers are, and the injuries, okay. have been. yeah, turnovers. I mean, I don't really look at turnovers, but um. Yeah, so I mean I'm still hoping that he can turn it around and but I'm not trying to sell him off or anything like that. Um, but I just know I have him in a money league and he's just been he's just been very um sort of middle of the road, nothing exciting yet. Nothing exciting. So. Uh,
0: Dan, your pick now, uh, you've only got two guys on your team. We've all got you've got four Kingy. You've got Asar, Zion, Kessler, and Garland. Uh Josh, you've got Beale, Fred Van Vliet, and Jalen Brown. I've got the the bench warmers, is my team and my name. Uh, Pirtle, Chris Middleton, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. And Dan, you've got Jalen Duran and Kawhi Leonard. Are you taking or trading? I think you've got to take. Yeah, you got to take. take. you got to <laughs> take. You've got to take. You take. Ah, Bilal. Here we go. We fine. touched on him earlier. No need to probably deep dive on him. It actually goes you've got a defensive powerhouse team, Duran, Kawhi, and Bilal.
1: Yeah. Um, need to get some scoring in there. So maybe I'll get that or some assist too. So maybe I'll get one of Halley or Keontae coming up. I will. I will. I will make this easy for you.
0: I'm taking one of them in this pick. hundred percent. I've got, I'm going to take my next one. I've got three as well. I'm going to see this one. Um, party, party, party. I haven't just got the bench. I have got the look. I have, um, Derek lively. He is living and on Josh, you, I know you were high on him to begin the season. Can I ask you what you see Derek Lively's role being long-term with the Mavericks this season and your, how your projections shape out for him?
2: I don't know how much changes from where he's at. Maybe a little bit more consistency in minutes, a couple of extra minutes a game. Um, I think his shot blocking rate can actually probably rise, but he's not going to expand his game out and start you know, getting huge usage or shooting threes at a high rate. Like I think he's sort of doing what he's doing and just maybe add 5%, 10% onto it. Um, Josh,
0: would you like to trade for Derek
1: because you need a center.
2: Um, and is that my or Would only you like
1: option? to use is uh, uh, still out there. But nah, triple no, triple J is still I'll, on wood.
2: I'll wait then. No, I, I can leave that alone. Oh, thanks, mate. No, thank
0: you. That's, that was lovely of you, Josh. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Next one up, though, is for you, Josh. And you might land on him right now. Let's see where he fits into your mm. team. But there's some. Ah. Oh. Uh... Oh, okay. Because I know that you've been high on Keontae, and he's so I bet you've really stacked at the guard now. You're really small in your team. What have, I know yeah. you've been a big advocate of getting Keontae in. Uh, what have you liked about him long term in Utah?
2: Yeah, like it's it, to me, it was just the other guys are just no good, right? So it was pretty clear that they needed to turn those reins over. Like, he's a rookie point guard. There's going to be struggles. You don't expect huge amounts from him, but the fact that he's dished as many assists as he has to start off has been a real pleasant, pleasant surprise. I think he will ramp up uh, usage and shooting numbers later on in the season. Again, when I'm saying that, that I'm high on him, I just think you, you want to grab a guy like this. You want to be a little yeah. bit ahead of the curve so you don't have to actually pay a premium to do it if you're in a, a fab league, which is what I did, and I grabbed him probably at the start of week two just because you know, I I watched Taylor Horton Tucker play, so I, I knew what was going to happen in, in that scenario, yeah. and I just didn't know how long it was going to take Um, but there's going to be nights where he scores 10 points and shoots 33%. There's going to be nights where he has 20 points on 60%, but if we can just get consistent minutes, which we have, and consistent six assists, which we also have, sprinkle in a bit of steals, get some good free throws, I think he's going to be useful enough, and then we see that improve and improve. If it doesn't improve and we're hitting the middle of December and he's still averaging seven points, then I'm probably not going to bother with it. It's going to turn into Tyus Jones. But you get it. You get these guys. You understand that you're going to have some early struggles, and you just hope that when it's all coming together, especially if you're on your team strong, that yeah, you know, he's starting to provide top eighty numbers when we hit January, February.
0: And if we asked Dan Titus to consider him getting point guard eligibility in our Yahoo leagues after he plays <laughs> enough minutes there, Dan. This is, I I like the fact that he'll be able to possibly be, he's, he's getting there. I know he's edging towards it. Like, it's like, Oh, you, you said to DM you, change, saw a guy doing like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So commissioners do have the ability in certain leagues to, to change it themselves. Um, behind the scenes, we do a mixture of, I think we've created like a five game threshold because of all the injuries that are happening. Like we don't want to be, we don't want to rush to just give someone eligibility like Ben Simmons, for example already has three position eligibility. He's playing center when Nick Claxton was out, but really DFS was actually getting those minutes too. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into it probably more than needs to be. Um, But it's a combination of the data and the eye test. And so yeah, we have this waiting game for certain players like Keontae, even though he's averaging the most assists, he has the most passes per game since he's been the starter and he's the actual starter, he's playing point guard, he should have point guard eligibility has I he played zero like-
2: zero minutes not at point guard? I think every minute he's played's been a point guard.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <I've>, i I <laughs> it's an it's, easy it's like- I, know, I, know, I it's very, it's-,
0: <laughs> it's like Dan Dan is like the Loki holding all the timelines together for all the players now. At the end he's just sitting there just grabbing everything, being like, I will make them all eligible at the end yeah, of time my, my
1: new job as qa manager for player eligibility is is fun man uh <laughs> it's, i would just say just, you know, give me the eligibility make it worldwide but yeah you know gotta play the process standardization game
0: well man he's got you he's fitting into your team there josh that befalls to you kingy for your fifth and final pick are you taking or trading this last one
3: uh i'm gonna take
0: <laughs> i hope you get someone bad i mean i really hope the best for you
1: you they're did. all pretty good. You, yeah, but
0: I you, you, you. There's
2: no one bad there. That'll do.
1: Harrison That's amazing. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, I sorry. I changed,
0: I changed, I changed which Barnes it was. Wow, it's, wait, it's Matt wait, Barnes. Wait. He's actually coaching, <laughs> and he's <a> really good <laughs> streamer for threes. Um, Sorry, Scotty Barnes. He's been an absolute blow up this season, a smoke show. Uh, your team shakes out now as Scotty Barnes, Garland, Kessler, Zion, and Asar Thompson. Uh, what have you absolutely loved about watching bounce back Barnsey? We've called him.
3: Uh, yeah, look, he <clears throat> he's been really good. He started the season on fire. Um, has has cooled slightly, I think, especially in the in the blocks department. I don't think he's well. They're already down to one point six. I think at one point that wasn't he was up at like Two and a half or something. So that was never going to stick. So that that's going to see his his rank fall. Um, yeah, I mean, I get questions about him. Is he going to be a first-round player? Both him and Maxi are probably the two that that we get questions about of whether they can be first-round players rest of the season. Um, yeah, look, I'm not sure he's a first-rounder. Uh, I think he's probably a second-rounder. Uh, the blocks will come back down closer to 1.5, 1.4, uh, but he'll get steals. The assists are nice. He's rebounding the ball. He's relatively efficient. I, I think this is his team now. We've seen Siakam sort of take a backward step whether that's on purpose or not I don't know but uh yeah no I, I've loved what I've seen from Barnes uh and and I think I think this is the breakout I think we thought it might come last season uh so we were probably 12 months early but I think it's coming right now
0: Yeah 100% he's having an absolute cracker of a season and your team looks almost unstoppable and we're all very very jealous of that one thank you so much uh Dan your one you've got two to go uh Duran Kawhi, and Bilal, are you taking you've got to take this one as well don't you
1: Yeah I'm taking it just don't give me Jeremy Grant. <laughs>
0: well, well, I'm hoping you get him. Oh, no, don't. Oh,
1: There we go. Hey. Well worth Jeez. the wait.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. So Tyrese Halliburton, are you loving what you're seeing out of Tyrese this season? We've got to all be just very thrilled that he is basically who we thought he was going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's leading the league in assists, the efficiency, the steals. Um, he's a perfect fantasy player, so Um, I'm kind of, there's a couple of leagues that I had that I took Jason Tatum. Um, I'm not mad at it. I took it more so for the 70 games and MVP conversation that he's going to be in. And he is, but, um, Tyrese Halliburton, nothing you can say bad about him in fantasy. He's great. Yeah. He is the Kelly LeBrock of this is his weird science. He is like, you put all the perfect things
0: into a, and it just came out. It's a bit of a deep cut from the 1980s films. He is basically that he's just put together like the most perfect season so far for him. And, He's just really stepped up for Indiana when they've needed him as well. Like he, he just gives those fans, oh, he's shit. He's not hitting field goals. And Then he comes back in in the third quarter and just knocks down twenty points, and everyone's like, oh, Tyrese, he's been an absolute joy for those yeah, owners. So, I guess I've got to, I've got to pick up my last guy here, and it's going to be no matter what I do. It's just ah, ha ha. Oh no, Josh, Jesus, I have to, I have to trade you. I'm going to have to make my, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to trade because that's the last center on the board. So Josh, I'm going to give you wow. Triple J. Do you see Triple J? having a better return to form over the course of the season from this point
2: out. Uh, it's guaranteed. Like, there's there's no way that he continues to play at the level that he's playing. Like, I just... You don't don't worry about it. Like, he's not, he's not going to be three blocks a game because, like, this is another one of my key things. If someone leads the league at this huge outlier number, they're just not going to likely do it the next season. It is going to come back somewhat. But he's also not going to average 1.2 blocks a game. Like, that's also going to come up. And his shooting's going to come up. It'll be fine. Um, it's just been a bad start.
0: Yeah, it's been rough. So look, I'll trade you over triple J. Or would you like or would you like Derek Lively? Take your choice, triple J or no no. no. I'll take uh, I'll take triple J. <laughs> are you sure sh- are you sure? Uh that's oh, fine. That's what it means. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks. I love that for you. Um look, I'm hoping at least I get Jamal Murray and then I get to leave you with Grant. Oh, son mm. of a- There we go. I have had I have yeah. Great. I've had the, this has gone very well for me, as we can all tell. Um, And I saw Portland, they're horrible. They're tanking, which leaves you with Jamal Murray at the end. So the teams then shape out. Dan, your team is Jalen Duran, Kawhi Leonard, Bilal Bilal Kulabali, Tyrese Halliburton, and Jamal Murray. My team is shit. They're they're just, just, it's just horrible to look at this on paper. Like, you know, where you just look at a paper and pick up who's going to like lose games and I'm tanking. Obviously, for next season. Uh Purdle, uh, Chris Middleton, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Derek Lively, and Jeremy Grant. Josh, you've got Brad Beal, Fred VanVleet, Jalen Brown, Keontae George, and Triple J and Kingy. Mate, what a team. Asar Thompson, Zion Williamson, Walker Kessler, Darius Garland, and one and only Mr. Scotty Barnes. That's yeah. Brilliant.
1: Boys, yep, that's happy, it. Happy with that team. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I, think, I think that's the only takes, one that doesn't like his squad.
0: <laughs> I don't like my squad at all. There's not there's not one name on this one that I, apart from Bogdan Bogdanovich, who I like or that I own, uh, like that I want to be aggressive and own. So this for me is, yeah, that did not go well for me. And thank you very much, everyone, for playing the game and just making me feel bad about myself to start my Saturday morning. Guys, any final <laughs> any final hot takes, Josh? Thanks. Uh, any hot takes for you for this for the day for the season? Any thoughts that you've had permeating in that big. Fantasy brain of yours that you'd like to share to finish up.
2: Um, I don't know, nothing I can think of. We just heard Marcus Smart's out for about five weeks, so that's uh yeah. that just uh that just dropped. So yeah. yeah, things are going well in Memphis at the moment. Um, but yeah, nothing. That's 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 really what's trying to I'm trying to figure out what's going on there in my brain at
0: the moment. Yep, I'm saying I've got to drop him in a league. I think I've got him in one of our FBI. I think it's the FBI league or your friends and family league. Uh, Kingy, that uh auction draft, so I'm gonna to have to do a tax. So if you figured that out, Josh, if you could let me know what you think, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh Kingy, what about you? Uh, <laughs> Kingy, what about
3: you? Yeah, I, I just I just saw the Marcus Smart News. I think I've got him in yep. four teams. So <clears throat> and I also have Anthony Simons in quite a few of those teams. Ooh. So my IR spots are filling up. Um yeah, look, it's not Memphis are in trouble, uh, I think. Yep. Um so JJJ, I think Josh got there as his last centre. I think he has to turn things around if, if Memphis want to yeah. be competitive this season. Otherwise, when Jar gets back, they're going to be have like five wins. Uh, yeah. No, other than that, um, move forward. Uh, we, we I just read as well, the Mellow Ball has been ordered to cover up a tattoo um, by the oh. league. So that's, that's interesting because it breaches policy on advertising or something. So I don't know. What's going on there? But anyway, there's some news that's not relevant to fantasy.
0: And Dan is in his serious face of focus right now. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was admiring through.
1: Miles Miles Bridges' jumper that looks looks kind of ugly right now. Um <laughs> I was looking at some shoot around. But um no, uh something that uh Josh brought up about Van Vliet had me churning. Um his deflections per game under Nick Nurse were around 3.8, 3.9 per game. It's down to 1.7. So no surprise that his steals are down. I'm just wondering if he can get that back up to like you know two and a half or something like that. You know, 2.7, something something closer to 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 what we've what we've known him to do. We hope.
0: Uh I will do I will do a little I will do a final thought on this one. With this expected three to five weeks on that ankle injury for Marcus Smart. Look in your league if you're tracking really well right now people who drop him really quickly, keep your eye on how long you can bore yourself. And if you have an IL spot and that other person like you, like Kingy, has their IL and they've got Anthony Simons down there, Smart wasn't playing that well anyway. He could have an improved role when Jar's back. So the timelines are kind of coalescing together right now where Jar's going to be back in a similar time, I think. So maybe there could be some value to pick him up closer down the track, not straight away. Don't just jump on there if you've got an IL spot and waste it. But if you can stash him down the track and add him, maybe there could be some better value for Marcus Smart once Jan Morant returns and there's a bit more of a status quo in Memphis. Could be an ad to look at down the way for that one. And I'm also curious, do up reef. Shout out to an Australian guy. I'm very curious to see what happens down towards tanking season, well down the track. Does Portland have another center they're going to really roll out there apart from him at the very end of the season for shits and giggles if they don't play Aiden?
2: They've got There's Moses like, Brown. Dan, you got to add him first. You ready, you ready to field these questions? You ready
0: for this one? It wasn't, wasn't planned. It <laughs> was going, I swear. I promised. I'm just saying, Like, I just saw that the other day and I was like, geez, if they go down or Aiden goes down for a sustained period of time, I just thought yeah. that was just, it was just nice to see Duop get out there and have a solid game. So good on him. That was my only thought. I'm yeah. just, again, I'm always curious yeah. what happens with tanking teams or shit teams down the track. Boys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Fantasy Jam Session. Thank you so much. Like and subscribe to check all these guys. Plug all your stuff. Uh, Dan, plug where people can catch up with you on all of your things, please.
1: Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus and uh, check out the Roto World basketball show live on Twitch every Wednesday, 1 p.m., uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time. So, uh, Eastern time. Sorry, 3 p.m. Eastern time. I should probably know that. Um, And just add him uh, every
0: time you want Keontae George to have point guard eligibility or do up brief to be available in a Yahoo! Bring all your
1: your eligibility questions and concerns my way.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much, Dan. Josh, you, where can everyone catch up with you and find you and subscribe to your website?
2: Yeah, I am... um... Going to be taking over as the host of Come and Get It from Peter Russell-Clark, so you can check me out um, wherever you find good cooking TV <laughs> okay. shows. I'm also uh,
3: locked on Fantasy Basketball and at Basketball Monster.
0: Jimmy and King, where are you, man?
3: Uh, yep, at uh, AdamKing91 on Twitter, where where everything is. Uh, fbibasketball.com is our website. Um, my show's back up now. Now that I'm back home, uh, Balls Deep is running twice a week on Wednesdays and just did a show this morning with uh, Mike Fiddle about streaming for next week um, and wrote my first article for Roto Baller last night. So the th- hey, I think that's nice. been published um, hey. and I'll have some Roto Wire articles as well. So I'm spreading myself across the board a little bit. Um, but yeah, plenty of content. So Twitter is where everything is.
0: All I heard in that sentence was spreading fiddle and balls deep. So thanks very much for giving me those thoughts, Adam. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care, all. Like and subscribe below and catch up with all these legends across their fantasy landscape. We hope you have a cracking season. Take care. We'll see you next month.